Hello and welcome back everyone to the Reader Copy Podcast. It is Wednesday, August 30th. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host Daniel. Hey brother and welcome everyone to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. How are you, brother? It feels good to be back. We were yeah. out for a week um, and we were not in the country for a while. That's true. We were uh, excommunicado. <laughs> We were on uh, a cruise for the first time. First time ever. First time I've been on one personally. And I had a good time. It was pretty great. I had a blast. I loved it. It was kind of... Um, at first, I was thinking maybe it's too short. Yeah, we did a four-day cruise. Yeah. But really, it's almost like three, kind of. So it was like three or four days. But one day, like the first day, it's like, it doesn't really count. Because yeah. you're just boarding. Mm-hmm. And it takes a while to get on. And you get acclimated to, to the being. Right. You being don't know where anything is yet. On a boat. Yeah, your new home for the next four days. And then the first full day, it was at sea. So you can't really leave the boat. You're getting used to where things are, um, getting used to how the meals are served. Because it's not like uh, go when you want. There's like time frames that you got to go. Yeah, that's right. I mean, like they have uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But it's like a buffet type thing. Right. But then they have other options too. Right. There's like snack bar things. um, But they're not always open. So you got to know when those things are open. Yeah. The burgers were bomb when they were. Yeah. Uh, the famous Guy Fieri has his own burger chain on Carnival Cruises. <laughs> That's true. And apparently they're really good. And I, yeah, they're pretty good. It could only have been better if he was on board. Serving <laughs> if he was them. the one making them. Yes. Um, and then there's like, you know, the, the dinner at like the main dining room that, uh, you know, it's like a sit down, a waiter comes and you pick from a menu. Yeah. Like a reservation established. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. The food was great. Food was pretty good. Um, I really enjoyed like they have, uh, like Broadway style shows. Yeah. You were really into that. So good. Hands, hands down, like some of the best stuff I I had entertainment there. Yeah. They had like a whole crew that would show up at shows and then it was in sync, all the, the music they were doing. And they had like ballads going on, belting yeah. out, you know. It, it, the production level of it was way higher than I expected. On stage? On stage. Really? Like they had rotating platforms and like things that would like um, rise off from the floor. And I was like, whoa, I did not expect this. I thought a, it was just a stage. On a boat? <laughs> I feel like I'm in Broadway right now. Exactly. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, there were stand-up comedians that were kind of yeah. fun. You know, I guess they, they'd love to be on a cruise if, if they can get some show time. It was pretty great. They uh, did, what was weird was they had to do a PG show and, a, and then an R-rated show. Yeah. But during the PG show, like the front row was like little children. <laughs> the, the guy didn't know what to do. Like he couldn't see any of the adults. So it's almost yeah. like he's just making jokes for the kids. Yeah. And you could tell like he's a little bit struggling, but it's kind of fun to see him score also, it wasn't that pg <laughs> really <laughs> there were some jokes that he was hoping it would go over the kids heads i yeah. think you know <laughs> but the r-rated show was hilarious yeah pretty we're, good you we were maybe drinking a little bit so it was a little bit funnier too yeah um and then what i really wanted to do they have a casino and i did a bunch of gambling yeah i did some gambling and once i was down enough I, i'm out i'm out oh i don't know the feeling because uh, uh, i was never down <laughs> You never down and out. Jeez, fine. I never give up, no matter how much I've lost. <laughs> well, uh, I'd never lose. I either 
uh, win or I quit the game. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. They had bingo, which is kind of like gambling. Sure, that was that was for the old folks just watching the numbers go down. Yeah, it was more complicated than I thought it was gonna be. Like I always know bingo is just one row, but they were like going multiple levels on on yeah. the stuff, and I was like, and we got close. We were like four away from a full. I don't, think that's close. I don't think that's close. I know, I know. But it felt like it. Because <laughs> everyone was like far away. I think so. I think so too. Um, um, and then we went to Mexico, which was the destination, the port. That was the fun part. Yeah, the best fun part. And then we got to do ATV riding. All-terrain vehicles. And I'm a natural. Oh, it, yeah? Yeah. I want to get one now. Okay. It's so easy to ride on four wheels. <laughs> It wasn't even like it was an automatic, so it wasn't. We didn't have to do anything. Yeah, it was automatic for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was. You got dirty, you got dusty, going oh, up, for sure. going up and down these hills of Mexico. Yeah, and um, you know, there were maybe close calls at one point, but it was, but for the most part, it was pretty, pretty, pretty sweet. You were complaining, like, my leg is hot. No, shut up. <laughs> the motor is close to your leg. It's hot. <laughs> That was really fun. Uh, I wish we could do that longer. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking up, like, are there any ATV dirt bike rentals near us now? I want to do it again. Oh, you're moving up to dirt bike. Dirt bike, yeah. I'm getting rid of two wheels. Uh, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, really enjoyable trip. I'm already like wanting to go back. That was a good time. I'm looking for deals online for a cruise, maybe in the future. Yeah, I'm down to go back again. Maybe maybe a different destination this time. Yeah, there's not a lot of destinations coming out of like California. True, yeah. You have to maybe fly up. There's not much out there in the ocean. Oh, is that right? Can like, we make it all the way up to Alaska? It'd be a long That's a trip. long trip. Yeah, it's a, like yeah. two weeks or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if I could stay on the boat that long. <laughs> what I will say I was not the best was their bedding situation. Oh, what you're sleeping on? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like narrower than like a twin bed. It is. It's pretty small and it's almost like an air mattress. It, yeah. it, could, fe- it could feel it's not exactly air, but it feels like it basically. Right. Like you've pushed one and down the other and goes up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a waterbed is what it is. The first night I slept on like the little couch thing. Yeah, the, the the one that's in our room. Yeah. Were you ever worried about the shaking of the boat with like the rocking of the waters? Not at all. You, you could feel it at night, like right before you're going to sleep, um, but not not not. not nothing to be concerned about. I think we just missed like Hurricane Hillary too. Yeah, because I could tell on the way back, it was like on our tail. So the boat was going, I think going uh, extra fast. It was zooming. Yeah. I was wondering that or it was just rocky because of the hurricane. Well, that too. But I was looking outside and the waves were like crashing. Yeah, we're, we're speeding, I think. To, yeah. Not, to not like, like in danger, but like definitely more than like the way down. On the safe side. Yeah. The tour guide in Mexico said like, the next group, the next cruise ships, they're not going to go like into the city and do the stuff of yeah. vacation because it's just Hurricane Hillary might be bad. Right. So we just missed it. We had a good vacation. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we missed last week. We did a, a reprint, mm-hmm. but we're back this week. Um, so we're going to catch up on all the news. Now, I want you to explain how the show works. Here at Reader Copy Podcast, we have three different parts. First up, we'll update you guys on all the comic book news that came in this week. In the middle, we'll do a comic book. And today we're doing X men 92 at the end we'll uh, finish with our side stories where we talk about been watching reading any entertainment we've enjoyed since we've been off all right let's get into that news
more coming out of the rumor mill. Of course. Um, the strikes are still going on, so nothing is official. I think nothing can be like drawn up for sure. Set in stone, no contracts going yeah. through. I don't think like official casting or anything can be announced or stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Um, can they be taking auditions? I don't even think they can audition. They can't send in tapes or do interviews or anything. Wow. Okay. So where are these rumors coming from? So weird. I, I bet this is stuff in the background okay. that has been there and now they're just surfacing because they have nothing else they can do. Keep so interest out there. We have to um, start working on these things that we had in the back burner. Right. Okay. And one of those things is the third installment to Doctor Strange. Okay. It sounds like they're going to be adapting the comic book storyline Time Runs Out. Right. Which is like the lead up to the latest Secret Wars. Right. So, of course, this movie is going to be leading up for the Avengers movies, Kang right. Dynasty and Secret Wars also. Yeah. So, it sounds like it's going to be before Kang Dynasty, like maybe the, right before that. Okay. And I mean, I think Doctor Strange is a property where you want to do a lot of like big, big, bigger Marvel world building. Yeah. Because of how instrumental and like into reality that character is. Right. Um, we saw at the end of the last one, um, Clea appears. Yeah. And kind of like forces Doctor Strange to join her and fix things because apparently he's causing like incursions. Yeah, I mean, I think this storyline involves the mainline Marvel Universe and the comic books yeah. and the Ultimates Universe like colliding. So right. an incursion basically. Right. Yeah. I feel like Doctor Strange in the MCU, the movies, is filling a lot of the roles that other characters might have had in the comics. Oh yeah. Just to like streamline things and, and they're putting a lot of I don't know what you would call it, but like almost like blame on him. Oh, I guess so. I mean, with him jumping to different universes and yeah. using powers of other universe. Yeah, it makes sense. People have said like, um, like in John Krasinski, Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> right. Said like you're actually the greatest threat to the multiverse, not Thanos. Uh, Thanos. Yeah. Or anything else or the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. I mean, maybe it all just leads back to him. He, he had that third evil eye pop up. So what yeah. is that evil thing in him now? You know? Yeah. Don't you hate when that happens? When the third eye just pops up on your forehead? The the kind of like evil Doctor Strange that we saw in the second one? Yeah. Was it um Strange Supreme or something, something like that? Yeah. yeah. Where he had the, um what's the book? Darkhold? Darkhold, yeah. Yeah. I was going to call it something else. Necronomicon? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think he used it, right? Which then like caused the incursion in his planet. That's why his universe was all messed up. Yeah. Like a dead universe, right? Yeah. He's there alone. Right. Uh, it sounds like Clea might be from one of these dead universes, mm. possibly. And she's from this place called In the Nothing Space of Destroyed Universes. Okay. Catchy. Which is like the two, where two universes collided together already. It's like and the remnants of it. Exactly. Nice. Nice. Okay. Um. So, you know how in Loki, Loki's variant is Sylvie. Yeah, true. Do you think Clea is like a variant of Doctor Strange? Or yeah. is that too... On the nose? Well, yeah. they're both pretty tall. Yeah, and they're magic people They're, yeah they don't have to look exactly the same right mm -hmm. one of them could be alligator um <laughs> i could i could see that happening i mean they both seem to have mystical powers so it's yeah. only fitting maybe right yeah I, I, maybe that that's where they'll end up if this is um pulling from times runs out the that comic line yeah story arc i'm expecting it not to end well oh what does that mean well if it leads straight into like a, an avengers movie it's gonna lead with them like kind of like in need like they're gonna be fighting a bigger bad a bigger bad, huh? Are you saying like Kang or like even bigger? Well, yeah. Um, I think one of the rumors that's overarching.
thing through a lot of these MCU movies is that the villain is always going to be a variant of Kang. Okay, yeah. Just to build that up so that way when we get to like Kang Dynasty or something or Secret Wars, Kang feels like a bigger threat because right now he doesn't feel like a big threat threat like he doesn't feel like a thanos level bad guy yet oh you really mean like each of these movies like not yeah. just the avengers or like group movies you're saying like yeah individual wow so like in doctor strange i think it'll be a variant of king and um another like leading into the next news the other rumored movie is the next thor movie and they said that villain and that could be a variant of king also just to build up king enough that we know he's a uh, worthy adversary to like all the Avengers. That makes sense because I mean supposedly I'm guessing Doctor Strange went to a different universe at the end of Multiverse of Madness. He got pulled right. in by Clea. Yeah. So sh- he could fight a different variant of Kang somewhere in a different yeah. universe. Yeah. And he has like a weird voice. <laughs> what is that? Why? What <laughs> Did you not like the voices that Kang had? In yeah. The- <laughs> yeah. Why are they all trying to seduce me? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like why, why is Jonathan Majors doing this like uh, the Scarlet Centurion voice yeah. is like, hello. Sensational. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheesecake. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised that um, they're kind of fast tracking this. I think, whereas like huh. the the years between Doctor Strange one and two are like a while. Like it was like six years. Maybe. I don't I don't know the exact numbers. Yeah, but I feel like they had to fit in a lot of other movies. Whereas two and three, it's like almost only like what two three years. I guess we're still in the rumor mill phase for this movie specifically. Yeah. There could be some Marvel movies that are not even announced yet that are right. going to appear in between. Yeah. So I, I think there's room. I think there's enough time for build up. Maybe they just need to. I don't know. Like with the the wave of criticism they've got with the previous phases, mm-hmm. maybe they're shifting things around, seeing what works. Did people not like Multiverse of Madness? I liked it. I liked it, but I think the cool thing to do is not like Marvel things right now. What is up with that? It's just, uh, well, it's easy. It's easy. Because there are a lot of things I don't like about Okay, <laughs> all right. You're cool then. But Thank you. I knew that. But Doctor Strange is not one of them. I liked Doctor Strange. Yeah, that was that was so good. I think there's like mixed reviews of this and I just didn't see that happening. I thought it was going to be all positive. Yeah, as I was watching, I was like, this is great. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, I, I'm interested to see how this will connect to the other movies. Um, If there's going to be like more variants in it, because I've heard that rumor too. More, more Cumberbatches or just all variants in general? I think in general. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Maybe introduce more brand new Marvel characters you haven't seen right, yet. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. This If this is coming out before Avengers Kang Dynasty, I'm expecting it in what, like 2026? Okay. I could believe that. Maybe later. I have Maybe no 25 idea. even? Everything's getting pushed because of the strike. All right. Exactly. That's think, what I'm saying. I think 25 is not out of the question. 25 already? Don't rush it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I love Doctor Strange as much as the next guy, but you know, I think maybe they had some trouble with phase four because they were rushing yeah. things and COVID stuff time that era. Sure. Um, so just line it right. There's a strike going on. I heard mm-hmm. two of them. <laughs> Do you ever think like Charlie Theron is Clea sticks out? Like you're, you're Charlie Theron. It's kind of. Yeah. Um, you, I, uh, she's too big. As a star. As a star. I agree. Yeah. It's, it kind of sticks out. I hope it. I don't feel that when watching this new movie, though. I'm going to be too distracted. Yes, exa- I agree. I'm <laughs> feeling the same thing. But uh, she's a great actress. I hope it lands, lands perfectly. Um, as I mentioned, the other rumor is that they're also going to be making a Thor 5. Thor 5. They're okay. halfway through the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> All starring Chris Hemsworth. Um, are you excited for this? 
after uh, Thor Love and Thunder was such I'm a letdown. I'm excited for the potential of a rebound. <laughs> okay. Because it can't get worse, can it? <laughs> you never know. I don't. I think Taika won't let it get worse. Oh, really? Okay. I think Chris Hemsworth won't let it get worse. Yeah. Uh, there's interviews where he said, like, I, I'm willing to do another one as long as we kind of take Thor in a different direction. Right. I don't want to do more of the same. And uh, I think... They all agree on that, and uh, I don't know where exactly you would take Thor now, but I would hope it's a bit more in the serious, because the last one was too heavy-handed on the humor. It was. Which then diluted most of the serious stuff. Um, You know, it, it's strange, because you've had just base Thor in the one and two, and then the funny stuff with these... Uh, last two but then in like avengers endgame and yeah. in infinity where he's super serious he's like the down thor like kind of super serious about everything with his people wiped out so it's like you have to just find a balance again with the character it's hard to do yeah. i don't know where to go with him and to like end the character yeah i think you have to i'm just pulling this out of my head but like i think you have to make him king you again have to find asgard uh, its own place Okay. So that way you separate him from Earth. Uh, give him a reason to be not an Avenger, because he's maybe King Thor by now. And for him to be king, we'd have to kill off Valkyrie. Oh, wow. Make it more tragic? Yeah. Yeah, that would that would get dark. That would get dark <laughs> fast. Uh, yeah, you have to, I guess, bring some seriousness back to the character, right? Yeah. I think um, staying in line with, like, Love and Thunder or even Thor Ragnarok, it's, like, too humorous. It's too, like lighthearted that you won't have a big impact yeah i think he just has to go through the ringer i think there needs to be some jokes because we i mean there that's, sure. that's what we found from chris hemsworth is he's funny um what about the end credits of the last one are you bringing hercules oh wow um i can see something going on with that but i'd want hercules to almost be in like a second avengers team or something going on and then not a replacement i don't know about a replacement like i want to see them go head to head at yeah. one point but like on teams i see it almost like um if he was like the adam warlock of thor 5 oh like he's there to go up against thor but he's not like thor doesn't <laughs> care really uh, he's after kang or something like that he's like i know your dad already you're not yeah. a big deal kind of like i you're there as an annoyance to this plot <laughs> oh he's gonna be the butt of the joke i mean uh, if as much as adam warlock was I kind of think almost that's what Hercules was in the comic book that I've read at least, like yeah. the, the the newer Avenger stuff with him in it. It's like, okay, we need a god on board and Thor is busy. Let's get Hercules. Right. That's yeah. the type of thing. Um, but I hope that guy's funny. I don't know. This is what I would do. Uh, fire that guy. Really? <laughs> And get Henry Cavill, and then you have a replacement to Thor. Recasting? Yeah. It's not unheard of. It's not uh, unbelievable? Yeah. I mean, he would be like, man, he's got muscles. <laughs> <laughs> what work I plan is he on? Uh, that, that would be fun. People want to see that. Like, yeah, as much as like they want to see Hulk and Thor in Avengers fight, like seeing... Yeah. Chris Hemsworth and Henry Cavill fight. That's a battle. Right. You know? Yeah. Battle of Braun. I, I th you think he would do it just to stick it to DC? <laughs> if it's like for one movie. Yeah. That would be funny. I think he could like have it in him just to like stick it. And then go back to the other guy. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> Henry Cavill's just a variant yeah. of Hercules just for one movie. Um. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. I think this movie, uh -huh. Thor 5, might be just like a way to set up more Thors because might need they, based on the storyline of Secret Wars, yeah. the most recent one, there's a lot of Thors involved. Right. Maybe this is just like, 
let's get a lot of them out there so we can have them in the story. So with Doctor Strange, I think that is probably going to be before Kang Dynasty. Okay. But I think Thor 5 will be after Kang Dynasty and before Secret Wars, which could mean it's some kind of battle world situation. Already. Which means, like you said, we see multiple Thors. Are there other... There's one famous Thor kind of character that everyone wants to see, fan favorite. This is probably the last time we'll get a chance to actually introduce him. So you think we'll see Beta Ray Bill? I think we will. I'm trying to think of like rack my brain about Thor moments in comic books. Yeah. And that's like the last one that's like right. left you over. Right, need it. Yeah, that's what I'm, I mean, he's just a fun favorite. I don't know if he's like super intricate of a character, but he's just so cool yeah. with the looks. We the, want it. With the multiverse going on, you think we'll see a, a reuniting of Thor and Loki? Yeah, I mean, that's that's got to happen. Since Loki has, he's so in right now, you know, <laughs> with his own show. Yeah. I think them reuniting will be a tender moment and be like, man, are you actually real, Loki? Right. That type of thing. Maybe he'll meet Sylvie first and like oh. realize like, you are a Loki. Now, what about like um, Jane Foster? We saw her go to, was it Valhalla at the end? Right. Does that give like an open door for her to return in some kind of secret? Wars situation? I think so. And it just makes sense for how they did in the comic book. Yeah. But again, it's like, do you take away from that, that storyline if you do? Yeah. I don't know. But I think I think Natalie Portman might be out of it. Like not want to She's do done. it. Yeah. After that. After the reviews of when she came back. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Honestly, I kind of like thought her storyline was one of the better parts of that movie. Oh yeah. Um, but it's just it was kind of a waste to squeeze it in with Gore's storyline. Those yeah. are two separate stories in the comics. They kind of hampering each other in a way. Right. So I don't I don't know if that's a good move. Um other storylines with Thor, like we can get like a young and an old Thor in this storyline, mm, yeah. possibly. But that was already mixed in with a gore storyline. Yeah, I, w- I was gonna say like unworthy Thor, but that's kind of what Thor one was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know exactly how to close out Thor's overall story. I don't think you kill him off, but I think you make him like the king. Make him the king. So therefore he has to be with his people to rule them. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, he's a god, right? Yeah. It'd be hard to. Um, that makes sense if he's got more responsibilities outside of Earth. Yeah. yeah. He's spending s- a lot of time on Earth. Yeah, he's kind of selfish. He's kind of <laughs> playing favorites. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's other planets. <laughs> um, but if they maybe this is an introduction for a Thor Jr., you know, like which all of these Marvel movies are doing. Yeah. I guess we have Love. Love, yeah, I don't... That's a made-up character. (laughs) (laughs) Love, it's not real. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't like the idea of all these... Everybody's just getting a younger version of them. Yeah. I like some of them, and some make sense, but to just do it for every single one, like force it, Yeah, uh, it's kind of... I think it was kind of lame. Bit heavy-handed. Yeah. For what they're... They're obviously just trying to stretch out their timeline. You know what I mean? Yeah, cast young so they'll be around for a while absolutely mm-hmm. yeah i think that's the plan tom holland is an old character <laughs> he's a grandpa yeah he's gonna he's, he's the old one yeah he's the old one <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. Do you think most of these rumors are true? I think they are. I just think um, Thor, the story's not done yet. So we want yeah. more of it. And there's opportunity there still, even if I don't know if it's a great bet. Uh-huh. And then Doctor Strange, like I said, I think that's the perfect character to set up Avengers movies. Yeah. So I think I'm, it's going to happen. I think so too. Um, I think I heard like really Secret Wars is like Kang versus Doctor Strange. Oh, really? In, oh. in place of a Reed Richards as like the main and 
antagonist because like he kind of was that in the Secret Wars segment. So it was really Doom and, and um, Fantastic Four, right? Yeah, right. This time it'll be Kang and Doctor Strange, I think. Just because even though they'll introduce Fantastic Four already, it doesn't seem weird to like put them in the forefront right away. Us like leading. Yeah, right. Yeah, leading the charge against the big bad. Right. I, I have no idea. I feel like they are going to fast track that family. But I, I mean, Doctor Strange, I think it's going to be, it's going to take a lot of Avengers to take him on, you know? Sure. Who's leading it? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, um, those are some of the rumors from MCU. Um, switching over to, well, I don't know who does Netflix. Scott Pil- Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> um, the Scott Pilgrim comic books. Do you know who publishes those? I, I'm not sure. Is it a fancy graphics? Or, I don't remember. I don't think it's Image. No. Either way. Yeah. They're um, Oni Press. Oni Press? I think it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they made a, a very popular movie back in the day. Yeah, of course. And now they are doing an animated series on Netflix, and I the trailer came out, and I think it's like the, the exact melding of the comic and the movie. Interesting. So what, what makes you say that? Just like the obviously the look of the comic, book. the look of the comic, and then they got that right. Yeah, it, the animation is like you just animated the comic book, right? Of course. Um, but the voice actors are the actors from the movie. I see what you mean. The music is the music from the movie, right? Yeah, there's no music vibe. in comic. <laughs> I think there might be new music in this we haven't seen. Okay, it. but I mean like the style. The vibe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're pulling the best of each one and then making this animated series. Absolutely. I mean, you've got, like you said, the great cast, Michael mm-hmm. Sarah, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Winstead you yeah. got yourself a Captain America, a Captain Marvel in there, even a Superman in the cast. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> You got everything you, you need. You got everything you need for comic book thing. Right. Um, I'm excited for this. The trailer seems very zippy, right? They call it an anime. It's an anime. Oh, apparently. really? Yeah. I guess it is from a, a Japanese studio, right? I guess maybe the animators. Yeah. Maybe anime. Uh, yeah. Uh, animators. But the... I mean... The animators. Animate. <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, Brian O'Malley. Brian Lee O'Malley is still yeah. like executive producing it. Edgar Wright is involved as executive oh, cool. producing. Yeah. So... You know they're I think full force into this too. So you it's it's always already like a hundred percent a child of the comic and the movie almost in every way. I think so. Um, I hope it has like some maybe scenes we didn't get in the movie yeah. that are in the comic to give it its own personal touch, right? Yeah. Um, but it's just cool to hear them yell like "Sex, my mom!" You know, like right, from the great yeah. movie. I want to watch the movie again. It's a fun movie. Um, I know it like underperformed at the box office, but it, really? I think it's like a it's a big fan favorite. I think really a cult classic they say yeah but it's just good um, I believe it premieres on Netflix November 17th that's correct yeah then um, I guess I gotta get Netflix again that's right we're off right now yeah the streaming services are really like testing us right now oh really <laughs> what do you mean too enticing they're limiting sharing right yeah and on top of that they're increasing prices and I think they're they're in the all in a kind of like this agreement like we're all gonna do this and if we all do it they can't say no. <laughs> what, what they call it? Um, like price war? I don't know. What the, they're just uh, pouncing on the consumer right now, right? Basically. Yeah. Because I think like, um, well, I think Netflix said when they stopped uh, the sharing of passwords. Yeah. They said they actually gained more users than lost. Which I think that's what they were hoping for, right? Which that's the only reason to. Yeah, you didn't lose any viewer paying viewers, but you lost, I guess, non-paying viewers. <laughs> which th- I guess they're okay with. Yeah. 
So now um, Disney is increasing their prices too, which um, I know they just came out with a really highly anticipated show with Ahsoka. Right. But I don't think Disney has the library to increase their prices. They increase their prices, really? I think it's about to go up like $2. I think they're going to put into effect, I think it was Disney, uh, they're going to put into effect also the uh, password sharing thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Coming up soon, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of BS. Yeah. So what you have to do is get very old Roku <laughs> you're gonna cheat the system yeah because they're too old to update and they can you could use the old versions of the apps you could stream anywhere wow have you ever done that like vpn thing where you can pretend you're in another country and watch their content i've never done that before i've used curious. vpn but not for watching stuff yeah i, I do want to try that at one point see if it's actually worth it because it's like the price of a streaming service yeah but they can use that like feature on like all the streaming services and get like a way bigger catalog i don't even know well one time i was um overseas yeah and i downloaded the show on my phone through netflix to watch on the plane, right? Okay. So I downloaded the whole season. And I watched like 80% of it on the plane. Right. And then when I landed in America the next day when I was finally home, I wanted to finish it and I couldn't because it's not available in the US, even though I had already downloaded it on my phone. Oh. It it knew like this is not available here, so you can't watch it. It just dropped you? It cut you off? Yeah. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Like they're greedy. I mean, it's licensing issues. That's true. If another platform has a license to that, they can't use it yeah it's country based i guess yeah um either way i don't know yeah i'm excited for this um scott pilgrim cartoon it does make me want to get netflix again because i have been missing some netflix stuff just for this i mean this is it helps yeah yeah when it comes out i mean it's all the way until november i've been on netflix again and i realized mm, i don't miss this that much There's, really yeah i'm like poking around it when i'm at someone else's house i'm like yeah i'll watch i forgot that this was here but i don't care that much i have i have FOMO. You have a list? It's just fo- it's just like because I don't have it, I want it. Of course, of course. Okay. Yeah. Is the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah, it's the one I've had the longest, right? Right. Um, you know what I heard recently is like if you still have DVDs that they mailed you, they're like just keep them. I mean that makes sense. <laughs> How we much? don't want them. That's what they said. Does is this, that service still exists, right? Yeah, but it was like DVD.com, but it was under Netflix still as the parent company. So they still own that service though? Yeah, wow. but now I think they're closing it and they're like, just keep whatever you have. Dang, I heard like remote places kind of wish they still use that service, I mean. Sure, yeah. So, sucks but, for them. Um, they don't have a lot of money, so Netflix doesn't care. Oh my, <laughs> jeez. Uh, lastly, before we end the news, I want to talk about um, something a little sad. Um, Arlene Sorkin has passed away. She was the voice and inspiration to Harley Quinn. Oh, wow. Um, Harley Quinn started in the Batman animated show and then made her way into the rest of Batman stuff. Bryant, of course. Uh, she passed away at the age of 67. Wow. That's sad. She was like, they pulled almost her whole personality to make Harley Quinn. I heard that she was like, yeah, the inspiration so yeah, much for the character. Everything. Yeah. I mean, especially his voice in the character, you bring like the, I bet they like just animated her basically. Yeah. Right. That I can hear the voice like whenever I think about it. I can just hear that voice. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Margot Robbie definitely copied that almost to a T. Margot Robbie. I think even like a bunch of voice, you know, cast, voice uh, actors are trying to do the same thing. Trying yeah. to copy her voice too. But it, it's it's definitely its own. Like I can pinpoint it. Oh, really? Yeah. From the uh, Batman animated series? Yeah. I watched it so much. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I watched every episode multiple times. But yeah. Um, rest in peace. Of course. Uh, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. You can find us in all your podcast apps, even 
on Spotify, and then I don't know if we're gonna do it yet, but I heard TikTok is getting into podcasting. What does really? Yeah. Wow. Find us on TikTok. <laughs> not, <laughs> not yet. Not I did not say that. <laughs> not yet. But oh, you can also find us on Inst- Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Reader Copy Podcast. Uh, find us all over there today. All right. I got a great comic book this week. It is called X Men ninety two. We just got back from being on hiatus, but uh, unfortunately, next week we're also going to be out. That's right. We'll, we'll, we'll be gone. Uh, we'll be gone because I have a tattoo appointment. Tattoo appointment, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, Face tap. I'm, I'm getting the Tyson. You're right. No, uh, I've been working on an arm sleeve for too long. Too long now. Yeah. I think, was it before we started podcasting? I don't think so. I think it was probably in the middle of it. I think. Okay. My guess. I don't remember. I did. There was a long stretch where I didn't add to it because of like COVID and stuff. And you're doing it piece by piece. Yeah. But I'm almost done. And uh, that sleeve that I'm getting is a cover of a comic book. A cover of a comic book. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the cover of the book is the book we're doing today. Awesome. <laughs> That's why I wanted to do it. It's my favorite superhero thing, which is the X-Men. And my favorite of the X-Men is the X-Men cartoon. Of course. Uh, and this comic is based ki- loosely off that cartoon. It's called X-Men 92. But if we jump forward in time, in around 2015, there was another comic book story happening called Secret Wars. All right. Yeah. Big deal. This They're is, making a movie about it. <laughs> this is Jonathan Hickman's Secret Wars, which essentially temporarily created a brand new universe in Marvel Comics. A mix mash of a lot of universes together. And they had a lot of spinoffs in that time frame. It was ripe for that. It was called Battle World, right? So they had spinoffs of different universes and one of them was X-Men 92. Basically like from the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. You took the cartoon characters and you put them in their own Battle World scenario, right? So it continued on from the cartoon but not, it's not canon because it's in its own pocket kind of universe. Okay, that makes sense. And it's funny to think about because it was, it's a comic book turned to a cartoon turned to a comic book. Yeah, that has nothing to do with the previous cartoon. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> it's connected to the current what's happening in the comics. Of course. Yeah. Battle World. Um, it is by the writing duo of Chris Sims and Chad. I don't know if it's Bowers or Bowers. I'm guessing Bowers. Um, I didn't find much about Chad. Uh, I know he works with Chris Sims a lot and they They've worked on like uh, obviously X Men ninety two, but also a Deadpool series, and um, you know the Young Bloods. Young Bloods, yeah. Is that um that was Rob Liefeld? Rob Liefeld's okay, Com- yeah. Image so Comics. They worked on that together. So a lot of ninety stuff. Yeah, but like I guess brought to modern day for the modern. Okay, I love it. It's like they skipped the two thousands. <laughs> it was on hiatus, like we were. Right. Um, Chris Sims is okay. This is what he calls himself: writer, podcaster, and the world's foremost Batmanologist. All right, man. (laughs) I don't think you've been checked on that yet, so we'll have to see about that. Well, he's been on The Daily Show, interviewed about it, so... About Batmanology? He's, like I said, he's also a podcaster, and he's... A rival. Yeah, well, he's on, like co-host for a bunch of like five or six different podcasts cool. all right uh one of them is called sailor business you know guess what it's about my guessing is it's about like pirates sailors no sailor like so it has nothing to do with the seas with water not really sailor like selling stuff like sell no sailor what is it it's about sailor moon oh awesome <laughs> that's so cool I mean, I only watched Sailor Moon when I was a kid because it was right before Pokemon. It was right. really just... And then you turn off the TV right before Pokemon started. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was just in the same cartoon block. It's it's out of my control. I had to watch it. <laughs> Maybe you can listen to his podcast. Um, from 2010 to 2017, he was a senior writer for comicbookalliance.com. Do you ever visit that website? I think I have just to look yeah. up like comic book info, uh, like news maybe. Yeah, it's a popular website. Mm-hmm. It's a Eisner Award-winning website. So he worked for there for a long time. Um, today's artist is Scott Koblish. He went to a school that we've talked about in the past. He's a alumni of the Kubert School of Cartoon and Graphic Art. Remember oh, really that cool. one? Yeah, of course. Yeah, big uh, name in comic book uh, artistry. He's, he's worked for both Marvel and DC. DC's done um, something we're going to talk about later, possibly, but uh, OMAC series. Oh, OMAC. Okay. Yeah. Um, for Marvel, he's done a bunch like Punisher, Thor, Captain America, but he has a popular run on Deadpool. Oh, does he? Cool. Where there's an issue that he did the cover for, and it has the record for the most characters on a cover. No way. Yeah. How is that possible? Really? I guess they're really small. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. All right. I want to look that up. Yeah, it's a Deadpool number 27, but I don't know what volume. I wonder if it's like a bunch of Deadpools. Okay. Yeah, it could be anything. But uh, yeah, that's a pretty cool record. Um, so like I said, this comic book takes place in during the events of Secret Wars. So it's like in this made up world, right? And in this made up world, like it was divided into different regions. Yes. Right? So this X have like a region it's like different states in america right but with the whole world but drawn differently yeah right so this one is um westchester region i guess right which in the ca- cartoon westchester is just like the city they're from right yeah which is like upstate new york right a real place i That's think where their mansion is yeah yeah right it looks just like the cartoon they act like it's the cartoon but they're pulled into this current comic book universe kind of okay gotcha right and they're in the middle of this like battle right and their leader of course is uh Scott Summers, Cyclops, is commanding the rest of his team. We got like Jean Grey, Jubilee, Storm, Rogue, Gambit, Wolverine, right? The, the regular crew. That's who you, That's the crew I want for the movies. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, and he's like commanding them, telling them what to do. Uh, this is life or death. Right. We're in a battle of our lives right now. And then when we zoom out and realize what's happening, they're playing laser tag. Because that's what X-Men do. That's the 90s, right? It's the 90s. You're playing laser tag in the mall. And and the reason they're playing laser tag is because actually at this time in the world, it's like peace. There's peace time. Okay. It, this is post a big anti-mutant war that they've won. Yeah. Basically, the good mutants won. Yeah. The X-Men. And then like the brotherhood of evil mutants and all the evil mutants right. lost. Right. Uh, Magneto died during that war. Wow. Okay. And pretty much like all the evil mutants are being rehabilitated, right? So the X-Men, they're still like training and stuff, but there is no war to fight anymore. They're kind of done right and so they're just practicing the danger room is broken down because logan went uh haywire on it (laughs) yeah so they're just at laser tag at the local mall practicing their their tactics and one by one they're being um shot up right you know being eliminated through laser tag by the other team of the x-men yeah and everyone thinks like man wolverine's so good at this right it turns out he's not the one eliminating everybody it was jubilee And Jubilee, I think she's still like a teenager here. Yeah. But she's like, yeah, I mean, when I wasn't with the X-Men yet, the laser tag is what I did. Right. I'm still a teenager. <laughs> 
I lived here before the mansion. Absolutely. And um, like Cyclops still doesn't trust Jubilee, right? She's still yeah. like young, but she wants to go on missions already, right? And I think Wolverine's a little bit more inclined to like let her go, but Cyclops pulls like the, I'm the leader. I decide when people are ready, right? Of course, yeah. And uh, it's just a classic like Cyclops versus Wolverine moment. I mean, Jean tries to get in the middle and like, yeah, Scott, you know, he's just, yeah. he just wants to do the best for her, but it's Wolverine's like, yeah, let her go. And in the middle of this fight, a giant hand smashes through the roof I'm talking huge and grabs some of the X-Men and this hand is purple because it is a sentinel right the sentinels are in evasive maneuvers <laughs> so um, the X-Men go into attack uh, it's got like Cyclops like in one of its grasps and he's like squeezing Cyclops really hard and he needs to like focus his um, trying to get like a good target on the face of the Sentinel to blow it up, right? But instead, from inside the face, smashing out is Wolverine, and like it's cool because he's like got one of his eyeballs through his claws. He's like something in your eye, bub. <laughs> And um, then they defeat all these Sentinels. I guess they're just random Sentinels that were left unchecked. So they still came out of uh, hiding to attack the X-Men. Because supposedly the public likes mutants now. Not that the right. good mutants won. Right. Right. And like there's some politicians on board that kind of are okay. Like open, saying good words about the mutants. And like one of them is called Baron Robert Kelly. So Robert Kelly was like head of like the anti-mutant propaganda really? early on in X-Men stuff. I think of him, is he like the character in the first X-Men movie? Yeah, I think that was Robert Kelly. That was Robert Kelly, yeah. right? Like the human that like really despises mutants right. basically. But he's shifted sides now and he's like trying to say good words about them. Uh, and he's actually like the the Baron for Westchester, yeah. the new region we're in. So this is where like the Secret War stuff comes in because... He's on like a floating carriage. <laughs> I guess. Because so comics. This is not from the cartoon. Really? Yeah. Because he has like a cape and a, a Doctor Doom badge thing. Yeah. Because Doctor Doom rules Battle World right now. He's right? like the ruler of everything. Yeah. So you could kind of like brush this off. <laughs> this is bit. just for fun, guys. Yeah. You know. This is because the circumstances of the comics at the time. But think of him basically as the mayor, basically. Right. But before he was like an enemy of the X-Men, he, now he's an ally. Yeah. Yes. And uh, he tells about tells, tells his story about the Westchester Wars and how um, Magneto got defeated and killed off. So they go back to their home, uh, the mansion. There we see Professor X and Beast. They, they, they didn't go to laser tag. No, I wonder why Professor X was in that laser tag. <laughs> but Beast was tinkering with the danger room trying to get it uh, fixed again. Uh, apparently, they also tell Professor X about um, Robert Kelly's like organization, the Bureau right. of Superpowers. Right, Bureau of Superpowers. They are the ones in charge of like the evil mutants that remain. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And they're trying to rehabilitate them because they believe like, oh, they're brainwashed by Magneto, right? Mm -hmm. And this center that they do it at is called um, Clear Mountain, and it is like this facility that is like it's like a rehab, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they therapize them, you know, yeah. go through the process of, like you said, rehabilitating them. And Robert Kelly's like, you know, if you don't trust it, you guys could go visit, right? So then the X-Men decide to go. But before they go, uh, Cyclops talks to Professor X and he's like, you know, I've 
my whole life, I've been like uh, your son, and you've been training me to become the leader of the X-Men. Yeah. All in preparation for this war that'll hopefully free the mutants, right, from oppression. And that's happened already, so I kind of don't want to be Cyclops anymore. I just want to be Scott Summers. After this mission, I'm quitting the X-Men. Oh, no. They're going to lose their leader. I know. Uh, he's my favorite. He's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. Um, and so they make their way to Clear Mountain on their, their jets. And they're wondering who the director of Clear Mountain is. And if see now, it is Cassandra Nova. And she's this bald woman yeah. uh, walking around with a cane. Um, and she's got like those horseback riding pants. <laughs> <laughs> do you know much about Cassandra Nova? I do. And basically wh- what I know is revealed in this comic too. That's what I know about the character. Oh, really? Yeah, that's all I know. The, the stuff I know is not in the comic book. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because in the comics, in the mainline comics, I yeah. believe she's the twin sister of Professor X. Oh, really? Yeah, but I, didn't know I that. don't know if that's the continuity here because they don't mention it at all. It's totally different. Yeah. yeah. I think the whole Secret Wars changed that. Of course. Okay. The whole twist on characters. That makes sense. But essentially, she's running this facility and the X-Men go in and, you know, she's like super welcoming but still something's fishy because they have like a whole like um, staff that are like it's almost like military yeah they're just standing there but she's saying it's a warm welcome yeah but then uh, she gives them a tour walking through the facility and they have like this courtyard basically like right like the student union type of thing right just all of the like the mutants there that are being rehabilitated are talking to each other trying to be chummy like you see like shatterstar there there's um, all the different like lower level means <laughs> what they this is as they said they're doing yeah is they're buddying up heroes and villains to like shadow them and like help them right become better people in society so like it's a bunch of like um, have you seen these guys with like the big shoulder pads and the red X on them yeah those are like Magneto's acolytes do you remember that the acolytes yeah were those the ones that like lived on asteroid M asteroid M <laughs> yes yes so those are some of the bad guys there we see like pirates and avalanche and then um over down the courtyard is a basketball court yeah and it's toad versus the blob yeah and they're just playing around goofing around uh cassandra nova saying like yeah they have to it's it's play you know right they have to get used to just playing instead of all this aggression aggression is bad it's just play exactly but who's getting more aggressive right now is wolverine right yeah does he smell something yeah <laughs> And then he realizes, I know that smell, and it's Sabretooth, and it drives him crazy. And he just goes into Berserker mode, pounces on him, and he's got his his claws out, ready to, to slice Sabretooth to bits. But Sabretooth does something weird. He gets to his knees, and he's just like, I'm a changed man now because yeah. of Cassandra. He's asking for forgiveness. He's like a puppy dog. He even like, gives Logan a hug, and Logan like doesn't know what to do. It's so weird. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the X-Mansion, Professor X wants to check up on the X-Men. So whenever he wants to do this, he just puts on Cerebro, yeah. which is like his big supercomputer that maximizes his uh, psychic powers. And when he does this, it's like he goes into the astral plane, right? Right. When he goes into the astral plane, it's been hijacked inside of there he just sees a gigantic face of cassandra nova and she's like glowing big and red her <laughs> teeth turn to sharp spikes and he's like stuck there in the astral plane being attacked by cassandra um, so they're having like this battle now right and psychic fight 
Yeah, pretty much. There's a, I forgot what cartoon it was, but there's a episode where Professor X is having a, an astral plane battle fight. Yeah. And he, he puts on this like, it's like conquistador armor. Is that what this is from? <laughs> it looks like that because he does that now, right? Yeah. But seems like he's no match for Cassandra Nova. Uh, she is beating him to a pulp and then finally reveals her master plan, like her origin, really, of where she came from. So I guess in this universe, she is a clone made by Apocalypse, who's a, who tried to clone Professor X, right? Yes. But she's in like one of those like uh, stasis chambers. Yeah, like Goku or something. <laughs> yeah. And who finds this um, clone body is, I think this is Professor X's like arch rival, Shadow King. Okay, I know a little bit about this character okay. from like the Legion TV yeah. show. Yeah. I kind of just know him as like kind of like an evil demon type thing. What is he? So he's a mutant, but almost like, because he could like take over people's bodies, right? Take control of them? Yeah. Okay. And so uh, it's almost like he doesn't even have his own body anymore. Oh, he's just yeah. like essence. Yeah. But he's super powerful, like psychic abilities like can match toe-to-toe with professor x wow um and then on top of that now he's absorbed into the body of a clone of professor x he's like with woman parts yeah he's even stronger than him now right because of the woman parts of course yeah <laughs> and so they're like in a holla fight she takes on the name shadow queen cool <laughs> um and they're all like getting into this battle. There's rubble everywhere in their minds. And then this kind of hurts Professor X to the side and he falls over in real life out of his uh, wheelchair. And then um, back at the Clear Mountain, Cassandra Nova's talking to the X-Men. It's like, you know, I can show you guys how we help these um, rehabilitated like clients uh, if you guys want to like test it out for yourself, right? Right, yeah. It's like a spa package. And then uh, she was like, everyone except Jubilee because we don't allow teenagers to do it yeah. they're too young um, so Jubilee doesn't do it but all the X-Men sit into these pods and then when it begins when it all activates. of a sudden they're like restraints go on them and then they're all kind of put into the astral plane but like isolated in their own wow so they're they're stuck in there trapped and they're in her domain now right first one we see the first one she wants to like take out because he's probably the best is Wolverine he's the best at what he does but when we see him he's in his weapon X like military suit like it's like the black and yellow with like the <laughs> underwater goggles i've never seen this costume before really it looks like an action figure costume he, he wore this for a while when he was part of like the weapon x team so like on that team was i think saber tooth and uh maverick Do you know maverick maverick no maverick costume still kind of looks like this costume okay wow but uh yeah he's there and he along with him are some of his long-time arch rivals like Silver Samurai, Omega Red, Lady Deathstrike. And he's on a all-out brawl, him alone after all of these guys when uh, in the middle of the fight they start taking off their clothes yeah. and they're removing their masks or whatever and they all turn into different versions of Wolverine I thought this was cool there's like brown suit Wolverine there's like the original first appearance Wolverine yeah there's Weapon X Wolverine when he's like first experimented on yeah so now Wolverine is fighting a bunch of versions of him right himself which is like a little on the nose of like he's his biggest enemy right he's the best at what he does yeah yeah. And then uh, Cassandra Nova, we see her and she just has like a 
clipboard and she's like studying him, trying to figure out how to defeat him because he's winning, right? So more and more versions of him come out, and we have like Eye Patch Wolverine. There's like the Uncanny X Force Wolverine. There's, uh, there's a little kid, him, little kid Logan. <laughs> yeah. There's a uh, new means Wolverine, right? And he's fighting all of them, and uh, he's still kind of winning. Like he's taking them all out. Yeah. And then so he then pounces on Cassandra Nova to try to attack her, but his claws like go right through her, like she's not there. But then when she attacks him, he gets knocked out. And then he's he he kind of crumbles in the moment, and then he tries to schnick out his claws again. Yeah. But instead comes out are roses, <laughs> and they they just fall to the ground. It's like what's happening to me? And then he's surrounded by all his versions of himself, right? But instead of them attacking him now, they all like group hug him. Okay. And they're all just like, it's not your fault. Uh, it's not your fault Goodwill hunting him <laughs> and honestly Logan cries in the moments and he's all sensitive and it's all a group hug Cassandra's like approved like it was like a test this whole thing yeah he is bureau approved so next we see um, it is Storm and I like that we see her because she probably is like the next strongest yeah. if anything she's the strongest I think X-Men character yeah uh, controlling the forces of nature yes yeah <laughs> Um, but she does have one very big weakness, and that is she is claustrophobic. I never knew this. Really? Yeah. There's an episode of X Men where she's in an alley or something, and someone shoots like the brick wall, and she's just covered by bricks, and she just can't get out. She can't control <laughs> nature. I know, but she's scared. All right, I guess that's the her one weakness. As she gets stuck by Cassandra in like a prism, like a right, like a gem prism that she's stuck in with four walls, and she could feel like getting smaller and smaller. And on the walls of these prisms are projected like moments in her life. And there's stuff we see from the cartoon like um, when she defeats, uh, what's her name? Cleo, I think? Callisto? Callisto. And becomes the leader of the Morlocks. The Mo- I never knew this happened. Really? Oh, that's such a good episode. Um, but essentially, because she's getting like trapped in there, and I think um, also Shadow King has a history with Storm. Oh, he does? Shadow King does not like Storm, so he doesn't want her to be passed, like approved. Oh. So instead, she's trapped there, and she's like, be rejected. And she breaks out, but it's like stuck there still. Yeah, she's in like this void. I see. Uh, meanwhile, remember Jubilee was not in this test or whatever. Yeah. Uh, she's just walking around a facility, and she stumbles upon like this basement, and she opens the door, which is locked, but she like- Jimmy's in. Jimmy's in. And it's a bunch of mutants in there that were like rejected by this facility, and they're like imprisoned there. And it's a lot of like the Morlocks and the monstery looking ones. Right. The ones that don't look human. Right. It sounds like. And one of them in there is, do you know this character where he's like just like constantly erupting? Oh, yeah. I do know this character. Chamber. Chamber. Yeah. He's there too. With uh, that erupting face. It's pretty, pretty cool design. Uh, next, we jump into what's going on with uh, Gambit and Rogue. So they're in the same one, right? It's kind of like same module or whatever. Dream. Virtual reality. Yeah. But they're having like a romantic romantic picnic and gambit is trying to gambit her <laughs> but rogue's like no we can't touch whatever because of my powers and then we see pretty much both of their history rogue uh, was in love with a boy but when her powers came about almost killed this boy yes so then she was like adopted in by um, 
mystique into the brotherhood of evil mutants she becomes she's a bad mutant at first and was forced to absorb all the powers of miss marvel this is carol danvers right, right. well that's where she gets her like super strength and yeah, flying exactly uh and then she feels bad for that and is taken in by the x-men uh it was almost a similar story with gambit where he was part of the thieves guild i think you're that? saying it's thieves guild <laughs> Thieves, mon ami. Thieves, Guild. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Gambit's gonna Gambit, because, like, I think he, like... Player's gonna play. He stole, like, a life fortune from this woman. Really? Like, uh, he seduced her and then just stole her money. I didn't know that's what they're alluding to. Damn. And uh, they're, they're talking to each other, like, you know, we both have bad past, but we belong together. And then they're about to kiss, and Cassandra Nova comes out of the picnic basket. <laughs> she's like, emerges out, she's like, nope, none of that, because we're, like, a family-friendly show. Yeah. Yeah, she says, like, literally, this is like the, the cartoon TV show. Yeah. And we see, like, kid mutants watching the show, and they're like, oh, this is nice. You're going to kiss. Yeah. And the game is pissed, like, I was about to get some. And then <laughs> he throws his kinetic cards, but of course, Cassandra Nova just, like, brushes those off. And now they're both fighting her. And there's a cool shot where Rogue is fighting Cassandra Nova. And all of a sudden, she's wearing the Miss Marvel costume. Yeah, of course. And she also, like, sh- shoots out, like, these webs that, like, connect to, the two of them and then is playing them up like like a uh, marionette puppets yeah so she, they're totally under her control now yes so they are bureau approved <laughs> And then we see Cassandra pay a visit to Beast and he's stuck inside of a jail cell. And really quickly, she's like, I appreciate you. You're very smart. You're educated. You're eloquent. But you look like a beast. So you're denied. <laughs> Rejected. So Beast is put in that like rejection pile. Yeah. Uh, and then remember, that's where Jubilee was. She found all these mutants, right? And they learned that down there in the basement, all these rejected mutants are forced into slave labor where there they are working as dismantling dead sentinels taking them for parts right yeah and Beast's like what are we doing down here right uh meanwhile the coolness amps up here because over back at the x mansion teleporting in is x-force now we got on here we got cable bishop Archangel, Psylocke, uh, Domino, and they come swooping. Of course, Deadpool. I missed that. Deadpool, of course. They go swooping in because they get a psychic uh, emergency call from Professor X. So Professor X couldn't reach his X-Men, so he called on X-Force to help him. And Cable, the leader leader of X-Force, is like, this must be desperate for him to ask us for help because Professor X doesn't agree with their methods because they're more violent of a team. Yeah. Uh, Professor X says the whole 4 one one, you know, the the X-Men went to Clear Mountain and then uh, Psylocke is trying to get into Professor X's head uh, inside and try and stay behind, see what's going on. So she's trying to help Professor X. Meanwhile, the rest of the X-Horse team go to Clear Mountain to try to save the X-Men. And now we're back and we see Cassandra Nova. And she, again, she's in like this black, dark void. Mm-hmm. And she does a cool thing. She lights a match and like puts it on the ground. And it, it does like the fire trail. And the fire trail creates the shape of a phoenix. And in the middle is Jean Grey, but in like a fetal position, like terrified. And Cassandra's doing her evil monologue, talking to Jean Grey. Basically, j- just let it go. Let the phoenix go. Yeah. You know, be my my white phoenix. I need yeah. you as my icon of what mutants can be. The all-powerful uh, mutant gene is in you and can... Uh, be the shining example for all mutants. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Jinger goes, now. And then Scott Summers appears and he blasts uh, Cassandra Nova with his optic blast. And it was all like a trap 
trying to set up Cassandra Nova. And they, they, they suddenly get teleported to a different location. Uh, I don't know if this is an old thing from the show. It looks like Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> oh, I think this is like the, the dark side of the moon. What? Yeah, the side we don't see because it has ancient artifacts there. I believe this is a Shi'ar temple. Oh. And uh, there's an episode in the X-Men cartoon where the X-Men have to fight the Shi'ar here for the fate of Phoenix. So that it's kind of like a re redone of that. And because Cassandra Nova is fighting Cyclops and Jean Grey, but she's taking the form of different um, Imperial guards of the Shi'ar Empire. But with her face. Yeah. So like we see like her dressed as Gladiator, but with her face. Just the two of them are being bombarded by all of these Casanova, Casa Cassandra copies. Yeah. Um, and one of them even turns into Mr. Sinister and is experimenting on Cyclops um, while Jean Grey is put to the side and then we see a, a strife version of, yeah. of Cassandra and basically she's just playing with these two as uh, little toys of hers. And she's like tormenting Cyclops to try to get Jean Grey to unleash the Phoenix Force, right? Mm -hmm. Which she eventually does to try to get her to stop, right? And Jean Grey is, is now uh, the white Phoenix, right? Which is like the purest Phoenix. The I good think. one, yeah. supposedly. And Cassandra Novo, you know, wants to use her take her, but before she can, Psylocke appears in the Astral Plane because she's connected to Professor X. Yes. And she pretty much uh, awakens Jean Grey from the Phoenix with just like the psychic like stab in the back. Yeah. And then uh, also cracks Cassandra Nova's neck, right? To kill her. But this is the Astral Plane. She's not dead. So she's got like a cracked neck, but she's still fighting the rest of them. It's really strange. Uh, and then we see like a stab like uh, Jean Grey and Cyclops rejected. Rejected. <laughs> and now um, outside we see the X-Force and they're fighting all of the Clear Mountain soldiers, right? And what they do is um, they're trying to free the X-Men. So remember like Beast and Jubilee and Chamber? They're down there where they're trying to um, dismantle uh, Sentinel Sentinels. parts. Mm -hmm. Instead, they build like a weapon for Chamber to use to like blast his energy out. A big magnifier to break out a big hole in the wall to, to get free. So um, Professor X realizes like, oh, all this is happening. We have to warn everybody that this whole facility is evil, right? So they go to um, Baron Robert Kelly, where he's like giving a speech right now. At the X Museum. Yeah. <laughs> And when they get him alone, it's like this museum hall where like they have a giant Magneto statue. Really uh, intimidating in that room. But Professor X tries to lay out the plan. We're not here to attack you, you know, because yeah. there's there's stories of the X-Men attacking Clear Mountain. That's on the news right now. But really, they're they're captured, right? So uh, Robert Kelly doesn't trust Professor X right away. Um, but he says like, no, Cassandra Nova wants to kill you and become the new Baron. Right. And the way she's going to do this is she's created a new X-Men team. And it's all the ones that were got Burrow approved. Yeah. And now we see in a, it looks like the new X-Men costumes, but instead of black and yellow, it's a white and yellow. Yeah. And for some reason, every member has Cyclops goggles. I, I guess it's like a VR head headset or something a new look because it's wolverine gambit and rogue but they're all like happy-go-lucky looking they all have smiles on their faces um and as we see in the astral plane gene gray uh cyclops and storm are finally meet each other right in all the wreckage of the astral plane 
and they try and talk through how to get out of here, right? Right. Um, there's a lot of these like astral constructs trying to stop them. But Storm uh, says that, you know, she has the power of nature inside of here too, inside of the astral plane. Why can't it control nature on the outside world even while I'm asleep like this? <laughs> so she just like uses all her powers and electricity and lighting are sparking. And like in reality, it's like haywiring the pods that they're in. And they can break out, right? Yeah. So finally, they're all out and they're all going to attack Cassandra Nova. Um, but with uh, Professor X and Silek, they're over with the senator at the museum. They're attacked at the same time by like this hybrid mutant sentinel that has like 10 heads. Yeah, I, I guess that's what Cassandra was using those sentinel robots for. It's to make one gigantic big one. Right. Uh, well, that's where we're going to end it. Um, it's kind of like a cliffhanger of like, what are the new X-Men going to do? Like, how do they fight their own? See you next time on X-Men. <laughs> like that? Yeah. But yeah, I thought this was pretty fun. Uh, reminiscent a lot of the cartoon. and like the a little bit of the silliness it totally has that i think it's going for the this is the saturday morning cartoon vibe a whole lot of monologues of the evil person just talking through like you stupid gambit you don't <laughs> come on i got you it's kind of it's kind of like these long monologues of talking to the characters i really enjoyed it when x-force showed up because uh, there's not enough of them in the cartoon i think oh yeah yeah so that oh. was really cool um but yeah i i like how they took the X-Men from the cartoon and really infused comic book stuff into it because mm-hmm. like uh, like I said X-Force and like Cassandra Nova's not really in the cartoon either oh re- okay that's what I was wondering because like I said I don't know this character too well and um, I always thought that she was just like a copy of Professor X somehow so clone made sense yeah I think she's the twin but I'm not sure mm. yeah but uh, yeah I really enjoyed it again uh, the cover is like the tattoo I'm getting really <laughs> so I really uh, really kind of have like a sense Sentimental part about this. You have a bond to this comic book. You're an X Men yourself. Um, but the artwork is just like the the cartoon. Um, I really enjoyed it. There's a thing that's ongoing with this comic that came from the cartoon that's still continuing. Is like they don't think Jubilee's ready, and it's been thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even Cassandra Nova doesn't think she's good enough, so she just like pushes her away. You whatever. She could yeah. have been the saving grace all yeah. along. But uh, I love how there's like cameos of different uh, mutants and stuff. Like you said, like Shatterstar was in it. Yeah, I know this was a really short like miniseries, so I think. They're just going all out, fit what they can in there. So, like I said, this is in the battle world. They did four issues, but then later they continued on that's in like its own world. So, it has nothing to do with the battle world stuff anymore. It's just a spin off world, not in the same dimension. Right. Okay. That works for me. Yeah. I think people wanted it. All right. Well, that's X Men 92. Uh, Let's get into side stories. As soon as we got back from our trip, we went to the theater and we watched Blue Beetle. We did. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was really good. Yeah. Um, let's do a spoiler-free little bit first and then get into the deeper spoilers. But I will say I enjoyed it more than most DC stuff as of late. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Uh, by a lot. By a lot? Really? Yeah. Okay. I thought I think DC has <laughs> kind of been on an upper trend for me. Oh, really? And, and now that they're stopping, like, oh, where was this all this stuff? <laughs> I, I liked it more than The Flash. Oh, you did? 
did. Okay. For sure. I liked it probably more than Black Adam and Shazam 2, which I didn't even watch. I, I definitely like it more than Shazam 2, and I like it a little bit more than Black Adam. Okay. I, I thought Black Adam was dumb fun, and I honestly think this is also kind of just dumb fun. Yeah, I think it was funny. Like, there's laugh out loud parts. There um, was, yeah. It had hearts, too. I think um, there were scenes where I was like, wow, this is uh, surprisingly emotional for a Blue Beetle movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. And uh, I think what they did well was really develop their characters enough right away in the beginning that you care for them for the rest of the movie. I guess so, yeah. It wasn't all about just making an all-powerful character. Yeah. It was kind of bringing heart to the family elements. Absolutely, yeah. The family is just as important as um, Jaime Reyes was. True, yeah. The Reyes family. Yeah. Uh, the setting, I will say, is a little um, unrealistic. It is a green screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you took Miami and you made it Blade Runner. <laughs> It's like Miami, like in a video game or something. Yeah. Like in like Crackdown or something yeah. like that video game, like Saints Row. It's like it was a Saints very Row. like, there's a line. This is the poor side. This is the super rich side. Yeah. And the poor people look at the rich side and all they see is like skyscrapers with hologram billboards. <laughs> I've never been to Miami, but I'm guessing that's not it. <laughs> But I think the acting was done very well. Yeah. Um, I, I really dug the costume and the effects of the fighting and stuff. I think most of it I liked. Like, his look was cool. All of the extra blasts coming out of his costume were cool. Yeah. I thought, like, some of it looked like the costume itself. Like, the lower half, maybe, it looked like it was, like, he's just wearing, like, padding or, like, a costume. Sure, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It doesn't look f super assault ready or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, overall, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I liked it more than Flash for sure. You did like it more than Flash? Okay. I'm not sure if I did. I, I thought uh, it had a lot of laughs that, that just kept me going. Yeah. In it that I, I didn't expect it to like it that much for that. George Lopez yeah, I was think. great in it. Yeah. So much so that because his character is um, the uncle. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's in the comic books, that character. I think they they want to bring that character into the comic books now because it was really funny. Yeah, that totally works for me. Yeah. Like he, it's just George Lopez. I mean, yeah. if you've already watched the George Lopez show, uh -huh. it's like just bringing that kind of personality into it. Yeah. And I think that's a part that should be a moving part of the superhero formula is just have a super- Put George Lopez in everything. Just put like a funny stand-up comedian or whatever. Just <laughs> yeah. like a little, you know, sprinkle on top. Sure. Just put someone super funny in your movie. Yeah. But like as a side character. Yeah. So it's not too much. It works. Um, the fighting at the end was like, um, I thought it, it was cool, but also like I knew like this is not a, like a Batman movie or something like that. You know what I mean? Oh, you mean like the dramatic stuff? Or Yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, it, it's right for this movie. That's what I'm thinking too. You know, I had low expectations going into the movie. Okay. It was my expectations were up and down as the trailers came out, but I had low expectations. I thought this is just gonna be like a dumb summer movie, yeah. and this is not gonna matter since we're gonna have the new DC universe. Uh -huh. But I'm just smiling because it was fun with with all the the family yeah. elements and and the action was just like it's wicked, it's cool, <laughs> you know. It's it's not super 
um, technical. Sure. Um, you want to get into spoilers? I'm I'm sure I'm up for it. Um, I thought um, I I like how they built like a lore to it already. Oh really? Yeah. Where like um, he found well, of course the love interest is like Ted Cord's daughter. That's right. Yeah. So she brings him in, and it kind of like does a lot of exposition to what the scarab is. For, right. And her dad. Mm-hmm. And then when they get to like his base or whatever, I loved all that. Like they have all the stuff and gadgets and everything. The look of like the blue beetle bat cave. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of like like they say he's like a funny character. Like yeah, the blue beetle we don't we don't see Ted Cord. He gives me mystery men vibes sure <laughs> <laughs> Like he's maybe like a bumbling superhero. Yeah. That's what I get. Uh, I heard they want to cast him and uh, the director wants uh, Jason Sudeikis. Really? Was that just the fan cast? Or I like, think the fan cast influenced it. Probably. I, I thought he might show up in this already. Yeah. I was like looking out for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Susan Sarandon plays the villain. Yeah. Which I thought like, okay, whatever. Could have been better, but it could have been a lot worse too. That's true. I, I think she's, you know, a veteran actress, so she, yeah. she can act out the role but it didn't it seemed like maybe out of place to have that kind of a character but i get what they're going with when they yeah. when like the main like action villain is her like henchman right yeah i think she's a you know a veteran actress very good but she was hamming it up for this she's like oh this is like a fun comic book movie i can uh over exaggerate in a lot of scenes yeah which i'm fine with honestly yeah it works right it's fine um i thought the family was like i said very integral to the story um it gives jaime reyes like uh, a driving force behind him uh whereas like some scenes were like you could like see like oh he they're really pushing him yeah uh but uh it wasn't too heavy-handed on like the oh love is gonna always conquer evil or something like that i thought like they they did that a lot with the dad the dad character like he was like you know it's not life is not about winning or it's not just about getting to that goal it's right now you know live in the moment sure and so there's like these lessons in it that you know any family movie might have like Uh kids movie it is kind of like that but it's like you know done well they really mean it the actor that plays Jaime how do you say his name I think it's like Sholo Meriduena that's my guess yeah he's basically he's like Elon Musk's kid or something like he's got got a five in his (laughs) name I don't think you you can pronounce it exactly Uh, I think years of Cobra Kai prepared him for this in a good or bad way (laughs) in a in a good way because he's not like he's not the world's best actor yeah not even the world's best like young Mexican actor sure (laughs) but it was it was good yeah, I agree. And I, you know, you cared about it. I, I believe the emotions, I guess. Yeah. I think, uh, like I said, when we, we did the comic book, mm-hmm. I like the casting now that I get a better insight of what like Jaime Reyes is kind of like. Yeah. You know, um, they build this Blue Beetle to be kind of like DC Spider-Man. Right, exactly. And it is kind of like that with a different twist on it. Yeah. Um, I do think this could be in the new DC. Yeah, I think so too, actually. No. Yeah. There's, they do reference Superman, Batman. I think they reference the flash too yeah there's a lex corp building yeah but you don't see them so it could be corn sweat <laughs> oh the superman yeah 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 i think you're right and i was against it before but i'm i'm fine with it now actually having right. this blue beetle in there yeah so i think it was like i think james again said like this is the first movie in our world in our universe but it is created by the old regime of dc really so superman will be the first made from for the new dc but this was made before but we're 
going to grandfather it in, I guess. It's so complicated what's going on yeah, with all the- Honestly, I'm okay with because I want a sequel to this. Me too. I don't know if it'll get it because I don't really? know if it did great in the box office. I think it did very bad in the box office. Yes. It was another clunker. It followed up from Flash. Like those two, I think. But I just think like it's because it's not a well-known property. There's one. that. Yeah. The star is not well-known either. Not yet. Yeah. But I think it is. If The people that watched it, I hopefully the word of mouth goes that it's, it's very good and like streaming will boost it, that it does get a sequel because I think it's better than most. I think um, for the DC average i think it is better than most um it, i think it took you know a lot of p- points from like the marvel formula yeah. they kind of have a villain that's kind of the same as your hero in, in ways sure a lot of humor right yeah and just heart mixed in there right um the villain is uh, uh well they're making omac like suits or whatever yes but the villain is like the prototype omac suit yeah so it's not exactly like uh another scarab or something but they kind of like take the power of that and reuse it yeah juice him up right steroid yeah. him up to be the same power set their final fight was pretty good and it's like pretty long too i think it's just two like big machine like type yeah. things it feels like iron man yeah fighting like um iron monger exactly yeah and it's all just cg mashing hitting each other but i'm feeling juice watching it yeah and um i like how like it was kind of even like at one point he was winning at one point blue beetles winning kept going back and forth and then um when you get like the flashback scene like it was kind of like, oh, that's that's easy. Oh. Like, oh, we were connected, so I took all his memories. Let me show you. <laughs> are they getting they're getting sappy at some points. Maybe yeah. they are heavy handed, but it's fine. <laughs> But I, I really enjoyed it. Um, there was end credit scenes and I was in my head while I was watching it and I was thinking about new DC stuff. Yeah. I I had a, a hope for what one of the end credit scenes would be, but it didn't it didn't happen. Oh, what, what was that? What was your hopes, your expectations? That we would see Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner. Oh, to really connect it already. Yeah. And be like, oh, uh, you're a new hero or whatever. I just want to like check on you or whatever. What's like up that. with you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because... Because like the Blue Beetle costume in the comic books, like it's inherently like an evil thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like a Venom or something. Right. Um, so that would that would have been cool. I don't know. They, they did Also because he was in the comic book we did. Of course, there's that. Yeah. Um, but like his, I, I, they didn't go too much into lore of Blue Beetle. They did with the Blue Beetle like heritage of Ted yeah. Cord and Dan Garrett. Uh-huh. But like the alien aspect of it, they didn't exactly. explore like, yet. Where it comes from. So that could be in like, the sequel. What There's like a name of the race that comes comes from i forgot what it was it's the reach the reach yeah 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 it's pretty cool um with the whole with the end credit that we did get with ted cord being alive uh, do you have any theories about that or what happened um well maybe he got like teleported to a different planet is just stuck there for yeah. a while it could be like you know like adam strange type stuff right yeah. or he got he got teleported to a different place there's rumors of like um he got pulled into the future or something like that oh with, with booster gold yeah yeah i like i like that too <laughs> So it's the Ted Cord version. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like maybe he got to hiding. He had to go to hiding to a different place where he's imprisoned. The, um, I don't know what you call it. The beetle flying machine that also also becomes like a walking tank thing. I thought those effects and everything look really cool, really fun. Where he's just like knocking out all the soldiers. That whole sequence is like, this is great. It's really ridiculous and fun. Like it's funny to me, but it does feel like the, they got the Batman thing from yeah justice league like it's the right. same thing yeah but uh, they made it goofy with the, the big bug eyes with uh that that beetleborg whatever that is 
The sister character? Oh, yeah. I thought was pretty good. She had a kind of an arc of like being like the sarcastic, um, jokey one. Milargo? Is that how you say it? I, I don't know her name. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> by the end, she's becoming more and more like, she has a story arc of like losing a member of the family and then kind of like stepping up to help Jaime. Stepping up to the plate. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And they all like the, like, like you said, it's a family movie. Yeah. Each character gets like, like technology yeah. or whatever. So they kind of beefed up. So it's kind of like, it does feel like a Spy Kids movie <laughs> with uh, George Lopez right there. It, it works perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. And Tony Banderas is Ted Court. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I, th- I thought it was pretty cool. I think they they have like a whole team of like heroes. Maybe in the next movie. I don't know. She right. she she gets like a Nintendo Power Glove as a weapon. It's, it's ex- they just painted it white, right? It does the same thing. Um, I, I'm against, not against, but like I. Not a fan of them making a young Avengers thing that they're doing in MCU. Okay. But if they were to do Young Justice in DC, I'd be all about it. (laughs) Just because that has a better track record for you? They're just like more serious. That's true. Yeah. DC is more serious. Yeah. (laughs) DC is better. You're right. Shut up. I think um, this this fun tone that they have in this and gets yeah. the heart. I think they need that more in DC. It's not always about the big bombast or gigantic gods right. yeah. of a ruling humans of like Superman and Wonder Woman. Yeah, I think it needs to go back to ground level. Yeah, this definitely does that. Yeah, and I think that's what James Gunn kind of wants. I could see more of them doing like family thing, like the bad right. family. Is yeah, that what I'm saying like like cut out sections where it's like the bad family, and then there's like the Blue Beetle family. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, Wonder Even the Woman. Superman. Yeah, that too. With yeah. Supergirl coming when, up. Yeah, because you need the hero to care about the characters and have a vulnerability there. Yeah, and they can have their own tones. Yeah. Let's not jump the gun this time with a Justice League movie right off the bat. Right, where I don't care about most of them. Yeah, yeah. I guess maybe making the characters younger yeah. makes it the weight heavier, I think, with yeah. the heroes. Sure. You know. Overall, again, um, really enjoyed it. I, I wish people go out to watch it. Yeah. I uh, didn't know how much I missed George Lopez. <laughs> There's scenes where I like laughed out loud. There's a scene where he faints. Yeah, it's too good. Like it was so good. <laughs> I freaking they, they don't have this type of comedy anymore. Like he, he just faints. <laughs> it's so funny. It's better than most comedy movies that come out. Right, yeah. right. I mean, it's just dumb, but it's great. I don't know. I have have him back some more, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's all I have for sites. Do you have anything else? That's it. Pretty much it for me. I really enjoyed it. It kind of paints DC in a different light for me moving forward. I know it's a different team, but I mean, there's good stuff out there in DC that, that can happen. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, guys, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Find us in all your podcast apps. Uh, and if you can, please leave a review. That always helps us a lot. Helps other listeners find us. Um, if you want to do that, you could do that on our Apple Podcast page. Uh, just search Reader Copy Podcast and you could leave it there. After leaving all of those awesome reviews, you can also open up your social media applications and find us at the reader copy podcast like on instagram facebook x threads all those <laughs> find us over there at the reader copy podcast all right um we will be out again next week oh that's right but we'll be back after that uh, until then could you hit him with the outro if you like what we had to say by the book pick it up and read your copy bye <laughs> Error. Error.